Here is the story of Bethel Church and Mission Them. Bethel began as a Bible study and later as a church in South Gary in the 1930s. Over the years, Bethel faithfully ministered the gospel to all who God brought, and God brought lots of people. By 2011, Bethel was a church of thousands, all worshiping at our campus in Crown Point. In the fall of 2011, after much time and prayer, Bethel's elders shared a new vision for the future, a vision which reversed inward arrows to outward ones. This vision was summarized as Mission Them. Bethel Church exists to multiply disciples through multiple sites and multiple partnerships. This vision was shared with the congregation in December of 2011. In January 2012, we began to raise funds to finance this new chapter, and God's people committed $2.75 million towards Mission Them. The Crown Point campus was renovated to prepare the way for multiple sites as Bethel went into the community. In the winter and spring of 2012, Bethel began a conversation with Community Bible Church of Cedar Lake. That conversation led the two congregations to become one church with two campuses, Bethel Church Crown Point and Bethel Church Cedar Lake. We celebrated the grand opening in September of 2012. Over the past year, these two campuses have worked together, prayed together, worshiped together, and prayerfully looked to the future. Today, we glimpse into the future with Mission Them 2.0 the next chapter in God's unfolding story of a church wanted to glorify God by reaching our community with Jesus and for Jesus. Are you ready? Mission Them 2.0. We want to begin by grounding Mission Them 2.0 in to the scriptures and, and into our core beliefs and to talk a little bit about a theology of mission them and to remind ourselves why we're doing what we're doing. So our church, we talk about this a lot, we have core values. And the core of all core values for us, we summarize in a statement, it's all about him. And all about him is a little summary statement of our desire and our belief that Jesus is uh, supreme, that he is king and lord over all, that everything that has happened and will happen is done for a reason. In fact, we see in the story of the Bible that everything that God has done has flowed out of a desire to unveil the glory of the second person of the Trinity, Jesus. And uh, everything that God did in the past, everything he's going to do in the future, is the Father revealing to all the world how wonderful and magnificent is the Son. Uh, Romans eleven thirty six. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Ephesians 1 says that all of this is for the praise of his glory. So what that means for us here at Bethel Church is that we, uh, we simply want to be a church that is on the same mission as, as God. If God's mission and all that he is doing is to unveil the glory of Jesus for the praise of his glory for all of eternity. We want to be on mission with God in, in what we do and who we see ourselves to be and why we're here. That we are here to make much of him and to celebrate a gospel that says that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he was resurrected on the third day, and all who believe in him will be saved. And so we celebrate that. We celebrate it every weekend in our corporate gatherings. We celebrate it every time. A marriage is put back together for Jesus' sake. We celebrate that. Every time we see a family that is restored for Jesus' sake, uh, we celebrate that. We celebrate it when we have the Lord's Supper. We celebrate it uh, at, at baptism. We celebrate it. We celebrate it. We celebrate it. Because there is so much to celebrate in Christ. Are you with me? Now, <clears throat> we praise God that here at our church we get to celebrate that a lot. I mean, it is a wonderful blessing to be at a place that God is transforming and moving and shaping, and we have so many things to celebrate. And I want you to know I feel privileged to be a part of this. I really do. And I feel privileged to be uh, sharing with you uh, today 
the plans of the future, and these flow out of our elders and flow out of our staff, and so much work has gone into what we're going to share today. Here is the question our Mission Them Vision asks. Why are we here, and what are we doing? Why is this church here, and what are we doing? And our Mission Them Vision statement is simple. Bethel Church exists to multiply disciples through multiple sites and multiple partnerships. And we have been working that vision out here almost for two years now. And that uh, desire flows out of so many scriptures. I could turn so many different places. But I just want to turn to one briefly here and make sure that we understand that what we're doing flows out of the heart of God. And my, my, my passage I want to share with you is Romans 15, verses 8 and 9. Okay, Romans 15, verses 8 and 9, a theology and purpose of mission them. Here's what it says. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. Now, time doesn't allow to, uh, to get into all the goodies here. There's lots of goodies here. But the thing I want you to see is why Jesus came. It says, first of all, in verse 8, that he became a servant. Christ became a servant. And right there we can just stop and marvel at the fact that the second person of the Trinity, for whom all glory and all praise belongs, who myriads of angels singing and shouting his praise uh, from eternity past, all the... The the power and the wonder and the riches and the glory that is his. This one, Jesus, became a servant. Was incarnated. He came down and became one of us. Not to simply come and to rule and to reign. But rather he came as a lamb. to To be slain. He was born a Jew. He was born of Mary. He was a descendant of David. King David. He was bred a Jew. Raised a Jew. Followed the Jewish laws. And in doing that, confirmed, Paul says, the promises that were given to the patriarchs. You would think, of course, then they would love him and revere him and honor him. But they actually did the opposite, didn't they? What did they do? They killed him. They murdered him. And Philippians 2 tells us that Jesus became a servant even to the point of death, even death on a cross. So you want to talk about ultimate servanthood the one that had the most glory is the one who takes the lowest place and who dies in our place to secure our salvation but notice why jesus did this verse 9 to confirm the promise given to the patriarchs okay there's the jews and in order that the gentiles might also glorify god okay jews and gentiles he came to fulfill the messianic promises that were given And he also came in order that the Gentiles might praise God for his mercy. In other words, that they too might be saved. And so we see then in the mission of Jesus that he came to break down the cultural barriers, to break down the ethnic and the racial barriers. He came in order to establish a new people, a new society, this church, the redeemed, so that the Gentiles, and most of us are probably Gentiles today, might Praise God for his amazing mercy. Okay, now, how does that relate to mission them? What's the connection between these two? What I want you to see is that long before Bethel Church was mission them, Jesus was mission them. Okay? Jesus arrowed out of glory down to this earth, and he came as a servant. He came to... To, to give, he came to love, he came to teach, he came to serve, he came to die. Now here's our Mission Them logo. If you've been here for any amount of time, you've seen this. And what it does is it represents our desire to be a church, not of inward arrows, not about us, but a church of outward arrows, which for us means that we are, like Jesus, existing in order to love, to serve, to minister, to give of ourselves for the good and joy of others. This is true love. Now, how easy is it for a church to do that? 
I think it depends on the prevailing attitude of the church. I have a friend, Mark Vrogop. He's the senior pastor at College Park Church in Indianapolis, where I served before I came here years ago. Uh, Mark challenges his church with the question. He says, are we a cruise ship church or are we a battleship church? Are we a cruise ship or are we a battleship? Cruise ship attitude is easy to see, isn't it? On a cruise ship, what are you all about? You're all about your personal comforts, aren't you? The staff is here to serve me. This whole thing is for me to have a wonderful time. And I love it as long as everything is to my liking. And so make sure that the, the deck chairs are uh, comfortable and that the temperatures are just right. And as long as the cruise is going smoothly, I'm on board. But the moment we hit choppy waters or it seems to be a little rocky of some kind, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm over to Princess Cruises. Okay? That's the cruise ship mentality. It's about me and my comfort. Battleship. Now, that's a different attitude, isn't it, on a battleship? I remember touring the USS Midway, docked in San Diego. And uh, this is, it's an iconic warship, and we toured through that ship. And I can, I'm here to tell you there are some similarities between a battleship and a cruise ship. Both have a hull, and both have a propeller. Past that, that's about all the similarities that there are. Because on a battleship, the whole thing is designed to win battles. It's designed to wage war. It's designed to extend American power into the world. A battleship has a much different purpose and attitude than a cruise ship. And when we announced Mission Them two years ago and said, okay, everybody, hang with us. Here's what we think we need to go. There was some degree of shifting attitude that needed to take place. And we are still a work in progress in this regard. But in the time since we've shared this, we have retooled the ship. We have begun our journey into a multi-site church, now with two campuses. We uh, are so blessed with what's going on in our, at our Cedar Lake campus. And I just want to say, praise God for our great leadership team there and campus pastor Tony Sorcy and so many wonderful things that we're going to share with you in a little bit that God has done there. We have begun our partnerships piece of our vision statement and partnered with the Women's Center of Northwest Indiana to establish the very first uh, crisis pregnancy center in the city of Gary that has ever been there. And we're excited about that. And we're excited about what we're going to share today. So Mission Them 2.0, here's what I want to say, is that Mission Them 2.0 will be another indicator of whether Bethel Church is a cruise ship or is a battleship. And you might even look into your own heart and say, am I kind of a, am I a, am I a tourist or am I a soldier? Am I, am I on a cruise ship or am I on a battleship? And I think you'll see why as we unveil uh, the things we have today. We are mission them because Jesus is mission them. And we want to be on board with Jesus' mission in the world. Now who's ready to hear something? Like Pastor Steve... Appreciate everything you're saying. We've heard it before. We came today because we wanted to hear news. So let's get to the news. We have three initiatives that we are sharing today. All of them are big. Let's do the first one. Okay? Let's do the first one. First initiative, I'm very excited about this, and frankly, it's the fulfillment of dreams that we have had for many years around here. In fact, you could, if you would like, just go back into the sermon archive, and you would find over the years, I have often given this illustration. I've said, you know, Bethel Church, we'll know when Bethel Church is reaching its community, when we look like the mall. Now... Remember we saying that? I've said it many, many times. And I think everybody that lives in Northwest Indiana knows what I mean when I say that. Because when you go to South Lake Mall, uh, shopping for whatever, when you walk around the mall, what do you see? 
you see a slice of what Northwest Indiana looks like. And what do you see? What does that slice look like? That slice has incredible diversity to it, doesn't it? Lots of ethnic, racial diversity. You go to the mall, you're going to see lots of different colors, red and yellow, black and white. All the ones that are precious in his sight are at South Lake Mall. You're going to hear languages from around the world, some cultural dress. I mean, it's a, it's a multicultural experience to go to South Lake Mall. And since that is a slice of what our community looks like, when, when we say we want to be a church that's reaching our community, we'll know that we're reaching our community when we look like South Lake Mall. And yet, what do we find when we look around? I think this is true at most churches and is true at our church. Rather than seeing a lot of technicolor, we are pretty monochrome here, aren't we? Pretty monochrome here. I've always felt that we should be more technicolor. And in my mind, what that vision meant was that I would get up on a Sunday, I would look out into the congregation, and I would see all of this color in the congregation. And that would be great, but after 16 years here and understanding the community, I really don't see that happening. There are too many cultural and geographical barriers, humanly speaking, uh, that keep all of Northwest Indiana coming to Crown Point or coming to Cedar Lake. And so recognizing that, and also with this Mission Them vision, we got to thinking. It's always dangerous when church leadership gets to thinking. We got to thinking. If maybe there is a mechanism here that could fulfill that vision and that desire to be a church truly reflecting our community, but in a different way. You know, one of the realities that we have in Northwest Indiana is you think about where are the greatest needs? Where, where is the greatest social breakdown? Where is the family uh, unit been uh, decimated? Where do we see social ills uh, most clearly? And those, they're, they're everywhere for sure. But when, when we look to North Lake County, that's where we find really uh, heartbreaking social realities. And it's in the news so much, it's easy to become numb to it, isn't it? This person shot, this thing going on, these people murdered, all the rest seems to happen every day. Yeah, what do we know about North Lake County? Jesus loves North Lake County. Jesus loves North Lake County. God cares about what's going on in North Lake County. What if there was a church in South Lake County who so believed that Jesus loved North Lake County that it was willing to engage the social barriers, the racial and the ethnic barriers, the cultural and the geographical barriers, and to establish a lighthouse for the gospel in the place in our entire community that has the greatest needs. Now, cruise ship church would never do that. Never do that. But a battleship church... You know, battleships sail pretty much wherever they want to, don't they? And a battleship church can fearlessly go wherever the gospel is needed. So what if there was a battleship church? What might that look like? Looking north, looking north at the spiritual needs, at the social needs. What about a community like Gary? You know, for several years, we have been ministering in the city of Gary. And uh, we, give, we give $400 a year to every single one of our small groups. And we say, we want you to use this money in some very practical way to be a blessing uh, to the community. And over the years, uh, in, in various ways, we have, we have served the city of Gary. We have done cleanups. We have small groups that have built relationships with uh, ministries there that are resourcing as best they can the needs of that community. And over the years then, we have built a 
solid name reputation of kindness and compassion ministry in the city of Gary. So much so that in a recent interview, uh, the mayor of Gary, Karen Freeman Wilson, was asked, what is it going to take to change Gary? And she said a number of things. But one of the things that she said is it's going to take churches. Churches like Bethel Church in Crown Point. There are... There are a thousand churches in northwest Indiana, and there was one church that the mayor of Gary mentioned as a model for what it would be like to reach that city. And that is a testimony to so many of you who've gone to Gary, you've built those relationships, you've demonstrated Christ's love. We have earned the right in that sense. We've earned a hearing in the city of Gary. So well done. All right, so here's the story. You're like, okay, Steve, what's the news? All right, here's the story. Late last spring, we had a conversation with uh, a pastor who had pastored in the city of Gary for some 25 years, Pastor Ray Dix. And Ray was in transition in his ministry and with his church. And we, we had this conversation, and I left that conversation with an idea. And we began talking about this idea on the leadership level. And what happened was that over time, we came to believe that God would have us to do something here. And so today I'm very pleased to announce to you that with God's help, and so that the Gentiles might praise the amazing mercy of God, Bethel Church is going to Gary. Okay? And essentially you could say we're... In a a sense, you could say we're going back to Gary because this is where our church began, was in Gary. Uh, We're going home, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, And here's our dream. Our dream is a urban, multi-site campus contextualized to the unique community that Gary is and the unique needs that that city, and really North Maryville. I mean, it's, we're saying Gary, but it's just that area there. The needs that they have. Okay, so envision with me. Bethel Church, Bethel Doctrine, Bethel Values, Bethel Leadership, Bethel All About Him, contextualized into a multi-ethnic ministry style, worship style, leadership style. Sounds risky a little bit, doesn't it? Sounds a little like an adventure. Sounds like a battleship. Now, I'm pleased to tell you that we've already taken steps in this direction. And that conversation with Ray Dix uh, late last spring uh, led ultimately to us being very pleased to bring him on staff here two weeks ago as the Gary Initiative Director and the coming campus pastor in Gary, and he's sitting right here, and I'm going to ask Ray Dix, would you please come up and introduce you to the team here? Hey, brother. Good morning, Bethel. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Wow, we are, we are just so excited for this new initiative uh, that Bethel Church is undertaking. Uh, before I say anything else, I want to introduce the woman who brings light and love into my life, my lovely wife, Sonia Dix. Would you stand up, honey, so we can see you? So um, how did we get here? A few years ago, I came to know of Bethel Church through the outreach of the Salt and Light team as they began the quest of studying and engaging Northwest Indiana. My first impressions of this task were to ask that, you know, while while this work was sorely needed in Northwest Indiana, I hoped it was not simply another effort by outsiders to place the community where I served on the table of forensic study. But uh, serving in Gary 
25 years as a senior pastor taught me that there is much to value in the city. Much to my grateful surprise, through the grace and the move of God, I stand here today ready to take the next step of helping to grow the gospel witness inside a community which, like other communities, as Pastor Steve said, needs a strong witness for Christ. To be sure, that witness may not look much like the witness here in Crown Point or even the witness in Cedar Lake, but there is no doubt in my mind that it is just as valuable and worthwhile a witness as we have anywhere else in the kingdom of God. I urge you, amen. So I urge you to join this effort of Mission Them 2.0 and help us make this gospel witness a stronger reality in the lives of our brothers and sisters to the north. For the truth is, there is but one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and a Father who is over all and in all believers. Essentially, this means that there is but one church. Every one of us, from the youngest to the most senior, can do something to make this happen for the kingdom of God. In order to fulfill the call of Christ to take the gospel into all the world, we cannot and must not skip over our cities and communities that challenge our personal level of comfort. Christ calls us to be uncomfortable for his sake, as certainly he left comfort behind for our sake. So join with me in the work of our Lord. Join with me in the ministry of Bethel Church. Join with me in the vision of our senior pastor. And let us join together and move Mission Them 2.0 from vision to reality. Thank you and God bless you all. Good to have you, Ray. We're excited about that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ray. And let me answer a few questions, and there are many, many questions, but let me just hit a few of them. Uh, you may ask, when are we going to do this? And the answer is when the time is right. Okay, when the time is right, Ray is on staff now and his entire focus is pulling the pieces together in order to make this happen. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen. Uh, we would love to see it perhaps in uh, maybe in the early spring of, of next year. Where is it going to happen? Well, one of the things that we got to figure out is that. And we've been looking at properties and we've been beginning to try to see what might be the best location there, but that's a work in progress. Why is it going to happen? It's going to happen uh, because we believe God cares and loves Gary. And uh, is it risky? Yes. In fact, this is the most out-of-the-box thing that we have ever done. We talked with a national consultant on multi-sites, and we said, is there anybody that is doing a, an urban multi-site in a situation like ours, and he said there are only a few, but there are a few, and we're going to try to learn from them and put good principles in place for moving forward. So, initiative one, urban multi-site, city of Gary. You like it? Yeah, you like it. All right. Okay, let's respond with some uh, thanksgiving and praise. Why don't you stand with me? Let's praise the Lord. Hello, Bethel Church. I want to tell you a story, and much of this story you already know. It was uh, not so long ago that we stood in front of the church and began to talk about our desire to be a church of outward arrows, to be a church that is increasingly reaching into the community. And as a part of that presentation, we said that we thought 
that uh, it made a lot of sense for us to be looking to the north and to the east towards the Hobart and the Portage communities. But as you know, God had other plans. And it was about a year ago that we uh, began our first multi-site, not to the northeast, but to the southwest. And we established our first multi-site campus there in Cedar Lake. We're so thankful for all that God has done there. But our heart has continued to be drawn to the need and the opportunity in uh, the Hobart and in the Portage community. Well, this is where the story gets exciting because as a part of that, uh, in the past, we were looking at property, we were trying to figure out maybe how uh, it could work out. We even were looking at buying some property. Uh, But in the course of events, God had another plan. It was around last November that I was standing in the commons of our church and I was talking to a woman in our church, and she mentioned that she was a part of the Hobart uh, school system, and that there was somebody else in our church that was a part of the Hobart school system. And through that conversation and through relationships, we were able to have a sit-down meeting with uh, the leadership of the Hobart school system. And at that meeting, we shared our desire to be a church that loves the community, that would be an asset and a resource to the community. We also shared a copy of our Salt and Light Guide, which is uh, the guide that we produced uh, as a, a guide to loving communities in northwest Indiana. And as a result of that, and then conversations that followed with the school board in Hobart, we are so pleased to be able to share with you Uh, the really great news that the Hobart School Board has given us official permission to use their beautiful new high school, including their beautiful new auditorium, and to hold services here as our multi-site in the Hobart and the Portage communities. This beautiful auditorium that you see behind me, it seats 650 people, uh, it, it's very uh, beautifully done. Just outside the back doors of uh, w- where I'm standing is actually where you come in, and there is a really uh, beautiful cafeteria, very large common space. This is all being made available to us. And we're so excited to envision in the days ahead uh, services that are being held here, people that are gathering here, worships that's taking place here, the preaching of God's word, fellowship, and truly loving the community in the, uh, in the center of where its heart is, where its young people gather for education. Our hearts are drawn this direction for a number of reasons. Part of it is just simply uh, the need. There are, within around 15 minutes of this school, 125,000 people live here. There's a tremendous need from uh, conversations that we've had with people in this community. And so we feel that the opportunity and the need is one that draws us here. And uh, we're also very uh, excited, the fact that we have many people that come from Portage and Hobart and the surrounding communities. They come to our Crown Point campus. And so we are... uh, anticipating them being part of our launch team and part of uh, the team that reaches into this uh, community. And I want to say we have, for this to happen, it's going to take a tremendous amount of effort and a great deal of teamwork. We're going to need people in all the categories of of ministry. Uh, We're going to need leaders here. We're going to need a campus pastor here. So there is a lot of work to be done. But God has worked it out for us to have a location a location that happens to be right between Portage and Hobart. And we feel that God can use this in tremendous ways to bless this community and uh, to raise high the name of Jesus. So praise God, great things he's done. This is one of our three big initiatives. We call you all to pray and to pray about possibly being a part of our multi-site here at Hobart High School. All right, that is exciting, isn't it? couple things that I need to share uh, along with this, just so you know, is that uh, in order for this initiative to move forward, there are some factors uh, that we're going to need. Uh, we will need to identify a campus pastor. 
We've got uh, worship leadership things. We've got lots of organizing that we would have to do. We also need an executive pastor here for that really to be feasible. But that all can happen, and it can happen quick, and we'll see with that. In Gary, we've got a leader, but not a location. In Hobart Portage, we've got a location, but not a leader and other things. But you know what? That's just the way these things go. And we'll see what the Lord has and uh, what he is going to do there in, in Hobart. And I, I don't know, I, this is anecdotal. Um, we haven't even an, announced that we're doing this. And we've had just uh, interest in our church being in that community. And I've heard from people on this. I, I went to the, uh, to the hospital there in Hobart and went walking in. And there was a lady sitting at the, at the receptionist desk. And she goes, Pastor Steve. And I said, well, hello. And um, <laughs> And why are you here? I was there to see uh, one of our deacons that just had a baby. And so I was there to see them. And, and uh, she ends up walking me towards the birthing center. And, and we're walking. She goes, oh, we, my husband and I, we just love your church. She goes, my daughter goes to your Cedar Lake campus. And we just, oh, we love your church. We wish we could be a part of your church so much, she says. But we live in Hobart, and it's kind of a drive for us. And I was thinking to myself, hmm. <laughs> I said, you needed to ask your daughter in two weeks what we're going to share. I think you're going to be very interested. So I know we have at least one person ready to be a part of our launch team. There. All right. Initiative one, Gary. Initiative two, Obert Portage. We're going to pause right now, and we're going to take our uh, weekend offering and uh, it's probably a great time to take an offering just after those two things because none of this is free. So we need all the help that we can. But we're going to take our, uh, our offering, offering and then on to initiative number three. Our third initiative is a big one. As if the first two weren't big enough, this is a big one. And uh, it has to do with our Cedar Lake campus, and I know I'm speaking into our Cedar Lake campus right now, so happy to share uh, this. But just to review, it was a year ago that uh, Bethel Church became one church, two campuses, Crown Point, Cedar Lake. And over the past year, God has done some really wonderful things at our campus there in Cedar Lake. And just to give you uh, some maybe objective type things. We began um, ministering there in the upper 300s, okay, upper 300s of people there. We are now very consistently in the low 500s, even into the upper 500s. Easter weekend, we had 763 people at our Cedar Lake campus, so we're very thankful for that. And here at Crown Point, you may not realize we have two services there every weekend. But one of the things that as, uh, as we've seen this evolve over the last year that we've, that's become very obvious is that we got some issues there uh, in terms of looking to the future. And a lot of that has to do with the building. And we're very thankful for that facility. We remodeled it. Uh, we reshaped the auditorium to try to get some extra seats in there, which we did. I think we added maybe 50, 60 uh, seats capacity there. Uh, but still, it's, been, it's just getting very, very full. And I hope today, as you look around there at Cedar Lake, you're like, that's right, this place is a little bit full. I can't see there, but I'm hoping that's the case. So we hired a, a, a company that helps churches with this kind of thing. They came in, they did measurements, they did square footage analysis, they looked around, they looked at the numbers and all of that, and they said, you know what? You need a new auditorium here in Cedar Lake. And we were like, yeah, that's kind of what we were thinking as well. And so uh, I'm very pleased to announce to our whole church family, and especially to our Cedar Lake church family, that if we raise the needed funds, we are planning on beginning construction this spring on a brand new, beautiful auditorium there at our Cedar Lake campus. And we're very excited about that. Okay. 
Is that cheering I hear from Cedar Lake? I can't tell. Uh, but uh, that's cheering from our end, I'll tell you that. We, um, we're excited about it. So would you, would you like to see some pictures? Wouldn't that be fun to see some pictures? I think it'd be fun. We hired an architectural firm a couple months ago. They came out and they've, they've done work and designed. And we actually have designed what we think we're, we're going to do. And so here's some pictures of it, and we'll put them up on the screen. Those of you that are familiar with the Cedar Lake building will see that on the right side of the screen is the current, is the current building, and then from the about middle of the screen and to the left is all this uh, new construction, just over 13,000 square feet. It includes a new uh, common space, new men's and women's bathrooms, Um, uh, it's got a cafe in it, auditorium, flat floor auditorium, seats 565 people. It's going to have all the technology that we need in order to do these kinds of things. And, uh, it's just going to be really, really first class and a really great tool for ministry in the years ahead. We have a couple of other views here just to give you an idea. This is from highway 41. So looking West from the highway, you see the current uh, front of the, the current building, and then off to the left, you see part of that new addition. Let's do the next, the next view. This now is on the back side. We are adding a number of uh, parking spaces. So on the back side of the building, there is also an entrance, and you see some of the glass, lots of light. We've got a little plaza there for fellowship, and the auditorium there uh, just behind it. You're not going to be able to see this uh, very well. There's one more. That's from the south, actually. But the next slide is, uh, is, the, is the floor plan, and we're going to have these materials to you. It's going to be on our website. Uh, you can check this out in more detail, but just to give you a little bit of a glance, you see it connects to the current building and uh, moves into a common space area. There's hospitality uh, spaces there, and then into the auditorium. We're intentionally building the south side of the auditorium in a way that we can add on to it, uh, should the Lord... Bless us in a way that we would need to do that. Uh, but there is, a, there is a glimpse at what we are envisioning there, and we're very, very excited about it. So just a stat page summary. 565-seat uh, auditorium, flat floor, multi-purpose, multi-function. We can do lots of other things in that auditorium beyond just the weekend worship services. It's around 13,000 square feet addition additional parking. We're addressing the bathroom issues. Uh, and again, is that cheering that I hear in Cedar Lake? Because there are issues there with the plumbing and the bathrooms and all of that. We're going to just take care of all of that. Hospitality spaces, common space, cafe. It's really going to be a great, great facility. Now, we just want to take a moment and to hear from our campus pastor there, Tony Sorcy, who is live there at Cedar Lake. Uh, But uh, on video here, go ahead and roll that tape. Hello, Bethel Church. Tony Sorcy here, campus pastor out at Cedar Lake Campus. It's been a great morning so far. What an exciting time to be a part of Bethel Church. We've already heard about the opportunity out in Gary with Ray Dix. Real excited to have him on board and also the opportunity at Hobart High School. I can't wait to see what God does out in the Hobart Portage area. And as Steve just explained, uh, the plans out in Cedar Lake. On the ground over here, it's been great to be a part of what God's doing in Southwest Lake County. As Steve said, we've been steadily growing and the numbers are high and the need is real. What I'm most excited about is what those numbers really point to is that numbers are people and people are stories and people are lives. And it's been great to see God change lives and change stories. As new disciples are being made, people are getting baptized and people are growing and getting connected into the life of the church. I'm so excited to be a part of what God's doing in Northwest Indiana, especially Cedar Lake. And I'm excited and looking forward to what God is going to continue to do in us and through us in all of Northwest Indiana. I'm excited to be a part of it, and I hope you are too. All right, so there you have it. Three initiatives. Gary, urban multi-site, Hobart Portage, multi-site similar to our Cedar Lake Lake multi-site, and a brand new construction there in Cedar Lake. And I want to talk with you now 
about the need and the question how can how can you be a part how can you be a part of this and we really are going to ask for three things as it relates to mission them 2.0 from everybody in our church we need three things from everybody we need you to pray we need you to give and we need you to serve okay pray give serve we're going to pray here in a moment in our just we're going to just spend some time uh, in prayer together, but we ask you to be in prayer in the upcoming weeks about all of this. I also am asking you to give, and uh, we've rolled out these three things. No big surprise. None of them are free. Did you know that? Not one of those things is free, not by a long shot. And so I want to address some of the obvious financial questions uh, that these bring up. And so on the screen here, I have a breakdown of the expenses of what this is going to mean. And this is a summary here, but uh, how much are each of these initiatives going to cost? And you'll see that Cedar Lake campus, uh, we've, we've done pricing on that. We've worked that as best we can. We believe it's a fair uh, estimate, $2.9 million. The establishment of the Gary vicinity location, $700,000. And that number depends on if we buy something, if we're renting, leasing, retrofitting, We'll see about that. Uh, $400,000 for the establishment of the Hobart Portage location. And we also have in there a glimpse at the admission them uh, 3.0 and, and a belief that God is going to continue to uh, bless our in- endeavors. So a grand total of $4.25 million. Now, what do we already have? Well, we have uh, commitments of $2.75 million. Of that, $1.75 is still unspent. Cedar Lake uh, Community Bible Church brought around $500,000 into the merger, and we include that in there, and so then you have a 2.25 there. So you do all the numbers, you do what's left, and we are right around $2 million of additional mission them giving that we need in order to do, to do all, of these, um, all of these initiatives. And so we are beginning a uh, second round of Mission Them fundraising. In fact, we have a card that we're going to be getting to you in the weeks ahead. And uh, we're, going to, we're just simply going to ask that you would uh, indicate what level of giving you could give towards this for the next three years. And the reason we do this is that if we don't know, if we don't know what we got, there's no way for us to make any plans. And so we need to know and uh, we're going to get these cards to you. We're going to ask that you would pray over that and to uh, partner with us in it. And here's our hope, is that we would raise an additional $2 million or more uh, to meet this need. Some of you have already pledged to mission them. You pledged to mission them 1.0. And I want to say to each of you, thank you. Thank you for uh, what you have not only pledged, but what you have given already And we're certainly hopeful that all of those uh, pledges will be fulfilled within the next year and a half. Can you give more than you pledged? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you can. And we're hoping that many of you will. Jennifer and I are doing that ourselves. And we certainly hope that others will join us. One of the things that we heard in our first Mission Them fundraiser, because if you remember, we came to you and said, we have a dream. We have a vision. This is where we think we need to go. We don't know where it's going to take us. We don't know what it means, but we just ask you to give. All we had was a vision. And uh, the church gave $2.75 million to a vision without a lot of detail. And uh, praise God for that. But there were some in our church that wanted detail. Okay, I need, I need, Before I get a partner with this, I want to know more detail. And to you, I want to say, here's what we got. We've got one year of being a multi-site campus. We have drawings with lines that you can look at representing bricks and mortar. We have a multi-site vision with staff already in place to reach the community, I would say, with the greatest needs of all in Northwest Indiana. And we, God has provided a beautiful facility uh, to reach into a community that, from what we can tell, has way more people than thriving churches. And we see a great need in the Hobart and the Portage area. So for whatever reason, you maybe did not participate or 
participated maybe in a, in a smaller way in Mission Them 1.0. 2.0 is another opportunity. And I would like to ask you to pray. Okay, would you just simply pray and ask God if he would have you to participate and at what level? We're going to be talking about this for the next seven weeks, okay? For the next seven weeks, uh, we're going to be talking about this. As you leave today, you're going to receive a card that's going to have dates for some town halls. We're having two in Cedar Lake, one here in Crown Point. Those dates and times are listed where you can come. Leadership will be here. You can ask questions. You can look at the drawings. You can say, what about the closet here? And why are we having the tree there? And all that stuff. Come with all your questions. We'll be there to talk about it. And I just want you to know that we really, we need everybody on board with this. Okay? We need everybody on board. And again, it's, it's the cruise ship battleship thing. Okay? Offerings never go well at cruise ships. People don't give on cruise ships, right? Battleship offerings go really great because people are on mission, okay? We're going to go and we're going to make much of Jesus. I also need to emphasize that all of these gifts need to be in addition to general fund giving. As we stand here today, we are in 2013 somewhere around uh, $225,000 behind budget for 2013, general fund budget. So we need really strong general fund giving through the rest of this year in order for us to make budget. And if the people simply say, well, I'd rather than give you a general fund, I'll just, give it to, I'll just give to mission them and distress the general fund. It's robbing Peter to pay Paul. It doesn't really, it doesn't really help. So we need this to be in addition, over and above, general fund giving. And why do we give? Why do we partner in this way? So that all peoples may know the name of Jesus and that the Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy. We're going to take some time to pray right now. So I'd ask that all of you would stand. Let's all stand. And as we oftentimes do here, we're just going to pray amongst ourselves here. And um, so in a moment, just look for somebody nearby if you've got to go across the aisle or two rows back or whatever. But just kind of turn towards each other and maybe introduce yourself real quick. I'm Sue. I'm Tom. I'm Frank. Okay, fine. Let's pray. And uh, whenever we do this, it always takes... Uh, it always takes a few people to take the initiative, all right? To take the initiative and to pray. And not everybody likes to do this. Uh, and if you're uncomfortable in any way, we're so glad you're here. No sweat, all right? But let's spend some time praying as a church over Mission Them 2.0. Let's pray over Gary. Let's pray over Hobart Portage. Let's pray over what God's doing and will do in Cedar Lake. And uh, we'll have a little bit of music that'll be playing. Dustin will come up here in a moment and begin playing, and that'll be a sign that we're kind of winding down the prayer time, and then we're going to sing. So Bethel Church, let's pray together. Can we do that, congregation? Let's pray.